0: shelby
1: hello hey how are you
0: you know uh we got a really big delivery today to the house we
1: are going to be really strong
0: we got a rowing machine delivered to our home
1: and it's too Um. heavy for us to bring inside
0: one person couldn't (laughs) carry it if they tried we
1: haven't used it yet so we cannot carry it Um.
0: (laughs) But it's gonna change things for us, I think. Yeah,
1: I think if anyone was kind of thinking they weren't into us yet, yeah, after a week of using a rowing machine for ten yeah, minutes, it's once, over. <laughs> it's over.
0: I think also. Just we're gonna be in the house for a lot longer. It's starting to seem. Mm -hmm. It is. And if we're rowing that whole time,
1: I mean, if what happens, if this is the apocalypse, eventually there's a flood. (laughs) If I know anything about the Bible, which I don't, and (laughs) so
0: thank you for speaking on it, by the way. (laughs)
1: Absolutely, but once there is a flood, which there will be because of the Bible, we'll be able to canoe like any. But we'll be so like a cruise ship. Even we could canoe. Because we'll be such good rowers.
0: Do you have any fears surrounding the fact that we don't own a boat?
1: I think once the apocalypse has kind of hit, right? you take a boat. You steal. Yeah.
0: See, I won't survive I- in the apocalypse because I'm too moral.
1: <laughs> Bullshit.
0: I won't survive in the apocalypse Bullshit. because I Bullshit. refuse to do Also, wrong. I
1: feel like there are people, really rich people, who couldn't row, who I could be like, listen, we will row the boat, but we get to be on the boat.
0: Oh, make ourselves valuable to those yeah. with more resources. Yes. Now that's something I can do.
1: Thank you. I've been doing that, I think, that think whole I think it is moral. I think it's almost, a, we're offering a gift.
0: Yeah, we really need to bring our guests in on this. Should we intro her? Yeah, we should. Everyone knows her from, well, she writes on Rick and Freaking Morty. Rick
1: and Freaking Morty. Rick and, and she, <laughs> Freaking
0: Morty. <laughs>
1: and she also writes on Twitter.com, the website. She
0: does, <laughs> and a million other things, and honestly. So many things. She would be really embarrassed talented. if we said all of her credits, though. She would hate that. She's so humble. She'd hang up on the call. <laughs> Please welcome our extremely humble and hot guest, <laughs> Katie
2: Delaney. Oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> and Tucci Delaney.
0: And Tucci's here.
2: Tucci Delaney is also here.
0: Katie Hello, and Tucci, Tucci Delaney. He's
2: right up in my face. For some reason, he's not usually like this. I think he wanted to be a part of it. And we wanted him to be a part of it. Yeah.
0: Everyone will yeah. feel that way when they hear this up. They'll be like, I wish I was sitting on Katie's well, part of it.
1: Someone <laughs> yeah. did, My mom did ask, like, why this isn't on YouTube. And I was like, well, babe, it's a podcast. <laughs> so that's the deal.
0: That's kind of how it goes, well, Katie. How are you?
2: You know, I'm uh, <laughs> fine. Listen, it's it's Monday. <laughs> well, so that's when we're recording this. Oh, I hope I didn't mess up something by saying it's Monday, and that's like no. I'm you listening know. to know this we on a Friday. On yeah, People we can record know that we on, a recorded on a Monday. First Monday back, like just not that it really has anything to do with me. I'm not really working at the <laughs> moment, but um, it feels like a Monday over here, you know.
1: Absolutely. Honestly, I think it's important that people do know we're recording on a Monday because I think
0: it's an energy that they need to, that that they need to be Monday aware of. Space. Yeah,
1: I'm feeling very
2: Monday.
0: Katie, you're also getting, like, unreasonably fit during quarantine on yeah, your Peloton bike.
2: We see it. <laughs> I've, I've uh, finally started my journey after many months. So I bought this Peloton in, like, June. And for the first six-ish months of having it, I didn't use it. I used it maybe 10 times. I was just like mm-hmm. afraid of of um, fulfilling my destiny and becoming the best version of me. So I didn't do that. And then it, in the beginning of December, I decided enough is enough and now I'm on the peloton every day and I never shut up about it and I love it. And my legs are just becoming so strong that I could I'll just like crush. Just really anything with my legs, I'll give it to me, I'll crush it. A watermelon. That's how strong, yeah, watermelon, like, person, just crush them.
0: I would love to see Katie crush a person with her legs.
2: I would, yeah, I would like to see that. There's some people that are on a list that are inching closer to being crushed between my legs and not in a cool way in a name bad them. way like name you'll them. be dead after name them well you know that's for the patreon subscribers do you guys have a Patreon. <laughs> yes. thank you thank you for endorsing that
0: and we did actually miss something already that i wanted to get to it katie who tell the listeners who named your peloton bike
2: oh it was you caleb it was caleb guys <laughs> and do you want to tell them what the name is
0: yeah well, i'm trying to remember i think i named it julia roberts didn't i You did. You did. The bike's name is Julia Roberts. Iconic of
2: me. (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
1: Julia Roberts, when she dresses, when she does drag. When she dresses. When she does drag in what's the movie that we watched of her the other day? Where she does drag to visit her mom. Oh my God. Sleeping with the enemy. Sleeping with the enemy. Yeah. (laughs) I've always felt like I would. I mean, she's the most beautiful woman in the world. I would obviously love to be with Julia Roberts, but Julia Roberts in drag. How do you mean? Be with her how? Romantically. Oh. Honestly, like, I feel weird saying sexually because I don't think of her in that way. I think of her as, like, an art piece.
0: (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) You know how people like to be described.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's too beautiful to be, like, sexualized. Do you know what I mean? But when she dressed Mm -hmm. in drag and and
2: was, you know, presenting very mask, also hot.
0: Katie, have you seen Sleeping with the Enemy?
2: Many, many times. It's one of my favorite films.
0: We just we watched, just it, watched it, for it for the first, first
2: time. time. Oh, my God. Well, oh. <laughs> I watched that movie a lot at the beginning of quarantine because I found it so charming when she moves to, like, Iowa or whatever the fuck. And gets Iowa. that house for, like, Iowa. Uh, <laughs> Iowa, Iowa. <laughs> She does ayahuasca in Iowa. Iowa. That house that she rents is like seven hundred dollars. So Nineties. Nineties money. But um, I, yeah, I love it. I love the film.
1: She's Did- collecting apples from her neighbor's tree. He kind of reprimands her, but kind of like softly, but hotly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Robert. she's like,
2: "Fuck this! I do not play that game." And then he shows up. He's like, "Ooh, sorry. I just here's the apples. Did you want them? Yeah.
0: She, yeah. He's like, he, he's, he's like, like, never mind. I'm so sorry. Musical
2: theater. Yeah." It's just uh
0: when I lived in Missouri in college, my rent for a two-bedroom two-car garage, two like floor balconies, like nice apartment. It wasn't nice on the inside. like they the really could have used some updates. but our rent was 350 each. <laughs> and just two of us lived there. Can you believe that?
2: What year is this?
0: 2016?
2: All right what the that's yeah <laughs> that's madness
0: it was 1991 when i was an undergrad
1: <laughs> that's before, four years before you were born
0: right you were well,
1: so smart so early
0: yeah i was really good but we have to get to the reason we're yeah that there's we something Katie that here. we brought you
1: here for we brought we you just, here for a
0: really big reason we've we wanted to ask you if you were in charge of your own golden records
1: what are you putting on them
2: well, guys, I've done quite a lot of thinking about this, actually. True. <laughs> and we appreciate that.
0: And we appreciate it a lot.
2: And I was thinking, well, you know, I went through the whole process in my head. Like, do I want to include things that I like personally? Mm-hmm. Um, is this my personal golden record? And then people get a whole sense of who I am, these mm-hmm. aliens, when they open this record.
0: Mm-hmm. And they, they should be so lucky, by the way. Right.
2: Yeah, well, I kind of decided that I'm not interesting enough for it just to be a reflection on me. So I decided to pivot a little bit and uh, try to think of things that I think represent humanity as a whole. Wow. Um, you know, the good side and the bad side. Mm-hmm. So so should we just dive in? Yeah, I think let's so. dive in. What are we putting on there? Okay, so the first thing that we're putting on there, I think, says a little more about maybe the the sides of humanity that... that are not um, the most attractive or that we would lead with, but I'm going to lead with it. And the first thing that I'm putting on my record are Disney adults.
0: Wow. <laughs> and
2: when I say that, I mean adults that are obsessed with Disney World, all things Disney, you know, just Mm -hmm. people know what Disney adults are, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I got. I hope so.
1: (laughs) Because you have to protect yourself. You have to know what they are in order to
2: protect yourself. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you have to be able to recognize one on the street so that you can just, like, act accordingly. But um, I guess I'll start by telling you that I've had sort of a weird obsession with Disney adults since, again, since this whole pandemic started. Sorry,
0: I have to say, I don't think you're completely off base by, like... I understand that because Disney adults were some of the first adults in the pandemic to be like, this can't stand. We can't have lockdowns. We have to go to Disney.
1: Yeah. And then Disney like opened in the middle of it for a little bit. I think they reclosed, but
2: for a second they were like, okay, you can come. And were you seeing this Katie? (laughs) Disney world is open. Disneyland has not been open since March, but Disney world reopened in like May or June. Like, I think May, like pretty quickly they reopened and they have not closed again. So it like started with, I don't know how I came across this, but in May when they were opening up, I discovered all of these uh, YouTube people, Disney adults, who live stream their trips to Disney World Mm -hmm. for like eight hours a day. And I just started like watching them. Oh, I know how I found it. It's because someone on Twitter tweeted a video from one of these live streamers saying like, my friend uh, was feeling really sick. So we had to go to the nurse's office and and everyone was like, this bitch has COVID and is walking around (laughs) Disney World. And then so I started watching that woman's streams like every single day. Oh. Like I would wake up, <laughs> this is, again, this is May, this is like true, like psychotic No, 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 era. no, no, we're with you. Um, yeah, we're on your side. I would, I would wake up and put it on, I was just so fascinated by seeing people living in the world as if everything was normal and it was mm-hmm. like somewhat comforting to like see a place like Disney be open and just like see people having a nice time, but also so haunting and terrifying and confusing. Like I really, I could not stop watching. And then I got into different live streamers and they all know each other and there's all these politics and stuff. So I, I've become very familiar with the Disney adults in the last uh, few months. And then I started watching, I found Disney adult TikTok, And that's just a whole other brand of just like cringe, like, uh, like wholesome, but, Stupid and uh, like, <laughs> I, there's just there's a lot there. I think Disney adults belong on this record because to me, it's like the ultimate amalgam of capitalism. It like I think you immediately understand what capitalism is, and that that was like a <laughs> yeah. dominating like
1: yeah religion. That capitalism basically, can build a personality somehow.
2: Uh huh. And um <laughs> and people being obsessed with uh, rekindling their youth or like, or not even moving on from their youth, I think, in a lot of situations where it's like these people just at 10 years old or five years old saw The Little Mermaid and then decided they never had to see another movie or find out about anything else ever. And then that's just the thing that they like, and that's it forever. I think that's very interesting. There's just a lot. I mean, I'm going to let you guys talk now because I've been monologuing, but th- I think there's a lot there in terms of Disney adults and what it says about humans.
1: Absolutely. I When you said that there was a video you saw on Twitter, I thought it was going to be that video where it was like my view from my stretcher or whatever. Oh my God,
2: I was
0: going to bring this up. I thought <laughs> oh. that guy, some guy on Twitter tweeted, um, what it was, was like a, Disney had put out a virtual tour of Disney yeah. <laughs> with like... You know, you see, like, creatures leaning over to wave at you yeah. and hear the music. And he captioned it, POV, you're asphyxiating on a stretcher at
1: Disney. I remember that. And I
2: Incredible. thought that was going to be the video. Oh, no, well, that, that was a huge one, too. And that's what definitely got me over to YouTube to check out what was going on. Well, this brings me to my
0: question <laughs> for Katie, which is, Katie, what do you say? Because I've... I've come for Disney adults before and I've encountered the person I'm about to play for you. What do you, what do you say to someone who says, let people enjoy things.
2: Don't yuck yeah. their yuck. Let
0: the Disney adults, right. why rain on their freaky parade?
1: <laughs> Truly freaky.
2: Let me be clear. I'm putting them on the record. So I'm <laughs> celebrating them. That's right. true. Um, That's true. I do. I- I do talk some shit about Disney adults, I think, more now than perhaps I would have, let's say, a year ago. Because I think that they're putting themselves and others in danger by um, being involved, going to Disney World and all that stuff. But I think, in general, like, let me make myself clear. Thank you. I like to go to Disneyland. I, At one point in, I think it was 2014, I had an annual pass. And I went, like, 20 times. You had an annual pass? Yeah, when you get an annual pass, it becomes... You, like, get your money back within, like, three visits. And I had a friend who was like, let's just do it for this year. And I was like, fine. And we went a bunch of times.
0: I feel like I'm talking to someone who who escaped a cult and is now telling the truth about it. (laughs)
2: Like, I I think there's nothing wrong with loving Disney. I like to go to Disneyland and I like to watch Disney movies. And I think it's fine. But it's the, like, Disney adults don't have anything else. (laughs) And it... It worries me. Like it, it's it's this woman that I watch on the on the live stream. Like she she is like like the plates in her home are, have Mickey yes. on them, and the, like terrifying. It, it's Mickey everything. It's everything to these people, and. It's like, I'm trying to imagine what thing I love that much that I'm like, that's it. Everything in my house is like, you know, when I was 10, it would have been Leonardo DiCaprio and he would have been monogrammed on my plates and like, it's like just everything Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio. Like, no, even as a 10 year old, I would have been like, this is a little too far. A little much. This is overkill. It's, it's things made for children and they, they, it's just. I should have like prepared what I was going to say a little bit more because I'm getting so worked up thinking about how deranged Disney adults are. They really are so visibly stressed. (laughs) (laughs) It's confusing to me. Is there rides at the the Disney
1: LA place? Are there rides at Disneyland? Yeah, or or is it like a show?
2: (laughs) Are you serious? Is it one of them? Yeah, there are rides at Disneyland. Have you been to Disneyland?
1: first of all yes but not since i was little but i swear i went to one that was like mostly not rides
2: <laughs> you probably went to downtown disney like like. well that sucks why would they have why would my parents have taken me to that <laughs> well you don't have to pay to go into that so there's like a there's like a little like shopping district so you're telling me my parents were too cheap they took they flew me to go to a disney thing and they were too cheap to pay <laughs> to just go. I, I would really wish I knew where you went because... It might have been in Florida. What's in Florida? Well, I hate that I know all this because I watch these streams, but downtown Disney to uh, Florida is called downtown, or Disney Springs, and it's like... It's like a fucking mall and, and there's all there's shows. There's all sorts of stuff. Maybe that's where I went. I went somewhere that there were not rides and I
1: just she had to like shake hands said, with like Snoopy.
2: Do they have rides? Snoopy is not a Disney character. You went to Six Flags. Uh, maybe it's not Snoopy. <laughs> Snoopy's at Cedar Point. No, I oh, didn't Cedar go to Point. Six Flags. You're right. Did you go to Epcot? I don't know. Where he you? Probably. Then? I, to- I do yeah, I, I don't go as an adult. Epcot has rides. Like Epcot doesn't have as many rides, but Epcot has rides. But maybe you went to Epcot and you were just walking around all the countries.
1: Maybe the Did problem you do that? is that I was too short and my parents didn't want to admit that to me, and so they were just like, "Girly, we're going to like Dude, the part no where rides. there's no rides."
2: <laughs> and Sorry, I was like, "Rides, okay. rides are all broken." But I want to know your guys' opinions of Disney adults. Do I sound like an asshole being so like harsh about them, or
1: no? no Holmes called you're... me a Disney adult. Yeah, on on, on their air. episode,
0: <laughs> I think you're being too easy on them, Katie. I think. <laughs> There should be, um, you know, a, a program where we try to reassimilate them. They yes. are living, in, they are living yeah. in their own world. They need to learn what the rest of the culture is doing. They need to learn how to be productive members of society. It's because I'm sorry. I'm not. I I want everyone to do their thing. Everyone be happy if you're happy. But ultimately, if I have to see you wearing the Mickey Mouse ears and you're 37. That starts to infringe on my personal freedom. (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, because now I have to know that you went to the park and got your name put on them. That's infringing on my day.
1: uh, Do you consider Disney adults in the same realm of, like, Harry
2: Potter adults? Here's what gets me about a lot of this whole world and the personality that a lot of Disney adults have. And Harry Potter adults and all that stuff is they... They talk about things, like, they think that they're so weird and quirky when in reality they are, like, the most desperately basic people. In ex- <laughs> like, they talk about things as if everyone else doesn't also know what that is. So they're, like, literally, like, I'm such an Ariel, like, Like, or like... <laughs> <laughs> Like talking about which fucking Hogwarts house you are. Like, yeah, everyone knows what the Hogwarts houses are. We learned about it when we were like 10 years old and it takes about five minutes to learn the qualities. Yeah, Hufflepuffs are nice. And then they talk about it as if it's this like underground community that like, well, if you don't read Harry Potter, then you don't know what I'm talking about. It's like actually everyone knows what you're talking about and it's just not terribly interesting.
0: Well, and they also they also talk about it like it's the most powerful misunderstood allegories for society. Society. Like, you know, someone who loves cartoons will be like, "Well, you know, Fox and the Hound is actually about li- learning to live with people." That and it's like we know, we know. that <laughs> allegory was invented for children. And they Sydney know.
1: White is Snow White. Sydney White, the movie with Amanda Bynes, <laughs> 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 is is a lot like Snow. It's it's supposed to, and she's the man. Also, with Amanda Bynes is Shakespeare
2: Twelfth Night. Yeah, it's but it's like that's why. Yeah, cartoons are invented, like, these Disney movies are invented to teach children lessons, so you're right. not, like, suddenly realizing something like, oh my god, like, it's about the holocaust, or, <laughs> not that, <old. laughs> Disney movies are about the holocaust, which is something that we could talk about.
1: Yeah yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get into politics. the
2: Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> but um but you know what? Like they think that they're making these amazing discoveries and that, like just all these things that are so simple and big ba- like hidden Mickeys. Do you guys know about Hidden Mickey? No. In, in the Disney parks, they they hide the shape of Mickey Mouse's head. Mm-hmm. So like the three circles. And that like, makes sense y- to me. Though. It's like a game to like look on the ground like Disney is very detailed in the way that they build their parks which mm-hmm. I appreciate um but but people become obsessed it's all there's always like more to to dig for when you're a disney adult and when in reality it's just there's not all that much there like you guys need to check out fucking I was going to say Filmstruck, which went was defunct, like, three years ago. But, like, g- grab a Criterion collection. Not even that. Just, like, go to the movies and, like, see a movie that you don't uh, recognize the name of. Just, like, try something else. I mean, my God. What do they have to call themselves
1: when they work at Disney? They have to be called actors? Or they're cast called... Cast members. Cast members. That's what it is. I knew it was something annoying. Well,
2: the cast member thing, I'm glad you bring it up because that's another... Just goes into my whole... I think that the aliens will be really be learning something about the cyclical and dangerous nature of, of capitalism mixed with nostalgia, which is that people are, these Disney adults are obsessed with Disney. And so then they think their ultimate dream is to go to Florida and work for Disney. And then they probably don't get paid very well. They work there for like 50 fucking years and then they die. And then their kids are obsessed with, it's like they're breeding people to become obsessed with Disney so that they work for them <laughs> and, and <laughs> convince themselves that they're happy because they're like making root beer floats for some fucking brat uh, and then it just... You
0: You have a, every single person, I believe in my heart, that had a friend in college who went to work for the Disney program, you never saw them again. <laughs> if, your friend, if your friend in college left to work for Disney, they were like, I'm going to be gone for six weeks, and you, you just saw them on Instagram like two years after graduation, you, you never saw them again. They disappeared.
1: I have a question. If you're on cast as... I don't know, a princess, let's say. Mm -hmm. Is there like a growth there? Like when you start to age, do you get to become like a stepmother or like a witch? (laughs) Do you 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 age
2: out? Do you age out or do you get to play maybe an older character? That's interesting. I feel like it's probably mostly young people even playing the older characters because you need like...
0: It's the, the ugly young people.
2: The stamina and, like, the personality and... and what'd you say? It's, it's the ugly the young, young people. people. It's the
0: same as real theater. When you're ugly, they make you a character. That's all right. right. Yeah. Sorry. They put you in, like, um, makeup and a wig.
2: That I don't know. I think... Uh, but I have noticed that the older people that work at Disney are usually like working in the retail part of the park <laughs> and the younger people uh, operate the rides and are the, uh, play the characters and stuff like that.
0: I'm still laughing at Shelby's parents taking her to the parking lot <laughs> of a Disney park <laughs> and saying,
1: oh, this is all it is.
2: I love that this whole your whole life you've wondered if if there are rides at Disney World. Truly,
1: I only go to like Six Flags. I'm like, well, why would I go to Disney if there's no rides? I want
2: to go to rides. I would be going to Disney more, I think, if I knew. I mean, I, I personally prefer – you guys, we got to go to Disney when this is all said and done. Oh, yeah. I, I prefer okay. Disney to Six Flags because I'm not a big ride person, but they have rides for every, uh, you know, pace that you would want, every, uh, every level, beginner, intermediate, advanced, you know. I'm not going to go on a roller coaster, but we can chill on Pirates of the Caribbean, like – Anyways. I like
1: roller coasters. Caleb likes roller coasters mm. as long as they don't put them
2: upside down.
0: Don't take me upside down. If you <laughs> want me to be upside down, you can get your ass kicked. <laughs> I don't like that.
2: I'll do anything. I'm with you. I'll do I anything I hate roller coasters, man. I don't do them. I don't like them.
0: And- I will I, say, the only outcome of this episode is that we all do when times are normal again. God, go I hope Disney it's Land. soon. We all go to Disney and become Disney adults. That's when you when you have so much skepticism and questions about a thing and vitriol the joke is always on you because eventually you start to see why why they like it
2: (laughs) yeah and i i want to be perfectly honest like i'm the one that has spent hours of my one precious life (laughs) watching people walk through disney world like (laughs) and i'm like fuck these people it's like well they're winning they won. I'm, I'm literally in their point of view watching them do what they do, and I'm fucking sitting at home not doing anything. So who's the real winner?
0: Schmuck. <laughs> well, we have, the, we have the nerve to sit here and say Disney adults have nothing else, but...
1: They have everything. They're not have...
0: watching our YouTube channel. Well, We're watching theirs. Well. You think Disney adults are watching your YouTube channel? I
1: don't have a YouTube channel. No, but if I, think... I did, they'd be on there. <laughs>
0: I do think the correct response to Disney adults is, let them be. But that's not how I feel, you know?
1: Yeah. And I, and I do think the aliens need to see that they exist. It, and then they can make their own opinions. Like, maybe they think it's really cool. And that's good that they were exposed to it. Or they're like, no, no. Yeah. And then when they overrun Earth, we get to finally take them out.
0: Yeah, Katie, do you have any concerns about sending Disney adults Uh, to space and and what impact that might have on aliens.
1: (laughs) Like what if they really get into it and they
2: all aliens?
0: What if we create a Disney race in space?
2: Oh my God, that is frightening. That's actually really dangerous. I hadn't thought of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, these are the questions.
2: I, I guess I had thought more that like, Proof of Disney adults somehow okay. came to the aliens and not the, the adults themselves. I cool. don't okay. want to give them that much power. So that's okay. a really good thing to bring up. But yeah. In in my mind, it's like the earth is like gone by the time this record reaches aliens. And in order to teach them what it was like on Earth, show them a Disney adult. I don't know, maybe show them one of the live streams that I've watched day in, day out. Yeah. And <laughs> and, <I'm- laughs> and they're it's just so interesting. Like an alien's gonna see that and be like, okay. So there's this cartoon character It's a mouse And, and everyone seems to be obsessed with it and, But it branches out Into all these other things And there's all these old people that, I mean there's just so much there I, really, um, yeah. I think it's gotta be on there
0: Before okay. we get into you What else you put on your records We gotta go to a break Welcome, well, welcome back, back. What welcome bake
1: <laughs> with wake and bake?
0: Wake and bake oh with Katie Delaney. Oh my god,
1: wake and bake with uh, Katie Delaney. Oh, we just I smoke weed, set up a podcast for you. Wake and bake with Katie Delaney.
2: Is there a podcast yet called Wake and Bake? There must be, gotta
0: be, gotta be. Know. Get up, it's, smoke about, to the it's about
2: weed and breakfast food, and I'm the host. <laughs> okay, Mild weed? ones with Katie Delaney. <laughs> um, all right, Katie.
1: What's the second thing you're putting on the record?
2: Okay, this is what I'm going to put second on my mm-hmm. record. It's a song. It's a song that I feel encompasses, or not encompasses, but just sort of elicits emotion and hypeness and brings out something even in these aliens that they hear, it, and they're going to be like, holy shit, I feel something. What's mm-hmm. going on here? And the song is uh, Pop That by French Montana. Um are you guys familiar?
0: That is hot. That is a hot song.
2: Um, so, it's like, a- imagine you're an alien and <laughs> you press play, and it's like, <laughs> like you get like hit in the face with just like this rush instructions. Of pop th- first, yeah. first of all, instructions. Pop that. Pop that. Pop that. Pop that.
1: Pop. Pussy. That.
2: Yeah, he's telling you pop that um and you're like, okay, well I guess I better do it, because I don't I don't know what's gonna happen next.
1: The song, I don't know if you knew this, is five minutes long.
2: It is quite long. You get all your all your energy out, all your hype done. Um I think it should be longer, personally. There's a Lil Wayne verse, there's a Drake verse. Everything you need is just like wrapped up in this song.
0: Well, also something great about including this song from my point of view is that his name is French Montana. So you're also including a Geography. United State and a country.
2: Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> I wonder how much they'd be able to glean from that. What is French? What is Montana? Did the, can they, they read? I don't know. Well, that's um, <laughs> sort of part of the question.
0: It, it, that's the beautiful thing about music, right? See universal language.
2: It transcends. Like t- to me, I don't think they have to know they they don't have to understand the lyrics. They don't have to know who's saying them all you need to do is just get that going through your eardrums and like you have never seen me more insane or out of my body or just like on another plane of existence than when pop that comes on and everyone knows this about me this has become my brand you want to see me go crazy you put on pop that That. i think
1: the craziest thing about pop that as a song is that i would have a really hard time singing it like (laughs) like it's you have to be screaming it you can't just be like yeah pop that pop that pop that (laughs) it's like that's not the song (laughs) the song is like a full-blown yeah like you're fucking screaming if you're not screaming you're not doing the song you're just um you're reciting a poem
0: katie if you could give the aliens the perfect human experience of hearing pop that for the first time what would you like if you could send them that experience in a bottle where would they be who would they be with etc
2: that's so cute and interesting um I mean when I hear "Mm," like I kind of want them to be at a wedding or something
1: okay okay
2: straight wedding gay wedding (laughs) well Well. then we get into (laughs) um how about how about a polyamorous wedding so there's like five people getting married love it yes Okay, fun. Because that's not really what we're going to be focusing on. We're just focusing on the reception the good time. We don't even have to know who the people are who got married. I just think the vibe is different. (laughs) Depending on what kind of... If it's gay or straight Mm -hmm. wedding. That's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, and if we're going to keep with your sending Disney adults, we should probably send the vibe of a straight wedding. Just so... Because you want to give an honest Mm. depiction. We can't have them thinking everyone's cool and gay.
2: That is true. There have historically been... Way more straight weddings than there have been gay weddings. Yeah. And maybe we'll see that change in the coming years, hopefully. Straight people just stop getting married. <laughs> that would be tight. Just stop.
0: And gay people get real serious about commitment. Yeah.
2: I actually think that would be pretty good. I mean, for a little while, it an interesting would experiment. It would end worse. <laughs> straight people are not allowed to get married anymore fucking sounds fine to me because i get so uh, worked up about if i'm ever gonna get married and find my guy it's like who cares i'm not allowed to get married so it's not gonna happen so just let me be find my guy i gotta find my guy i gotta find my my 33 i haven't found my guy um so there you're at a wedding you're the, the aliens are surrounded by loved ones i would love to see like the experience transport like their alien loved ones, not humans. Like I want all the aliens to go to this wedding and experience it together. Mm-hmm. And that song comes on, and you all just like look at each other, sort of deciphering how hype everyone's gonna get. It's it becomes a real like hive mind. <laughs> what's it? What's the thing called when a uh, uh, riot mentality? <laughs> <laughs> like. Absolutely. You become one with each other. You lose yourself when you're listening to that song. And uh, who knows what will happen? I mean, you could, all sorts of violence could (laughs) break out. But it's good violence. It's it's beautiful. That's all I have to say about that.
0: It's so beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's so hype. I love it.
2: Did
1: this song come out? before or after French Montana dated Khloe Kardashian?
2: I have no idea. Or <laughs> Before. I think it
1: came out in 2012. All I know is that I had no idea who he was until he dated Khloe.
2: Mm. I, he probably dated her after. Is he
0: hot? I can't picture him in my mind right now.
2: He's sort of as hot as Drake is. Oh, that's interesting.
0: Well, So if you're asking me, then the answer would be no.
1: So if you're asking me, the answer is no You don't think Drake is hot? I don't think Drake is hot at all. I don't think Drake is hot. But I would say that they are the same level of hot. They don't look alike, but they're the same level of hot. I guess I would Um, agree with
0: that. I just looked him up and I would have to agree. I fully get what (laughs) you're saying. French Montana, uh, in my humble opinion, I don't know anything about him. I'm just doing this off of the pictures I'm looking at now. I think he wants what Bad Bunny has. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that in his look. I think vibe-wise,
0: he would kill to have what Bad Bunny has. Yeah.
2: Really? I totally agree with you. He doesn't seem to be trying very
1: hard. I just looked up Bad Bunny to get kind of an, an energy pulse on it all. You yeah. need to like
2: see Bad Bunny in action to really understand the, the Bad Bunny energy.
1: Well, Bad what Bunnies. I'm saying is his energy seems to be really fun and kind of crazy. And French Montana's seems to be butt- buttoned up
2: wearing a suit. I will say that like French Montana lets the rest of the people featured on this track really do the the like work. <laughs> you're not remembering French Montana. It is a, a song by French Montana, but you're remembering the Rick Ross verse. You're remembering the Lil Wayne verse and you're remembering the, the Drake verse.
0: It's like what Nicki did to Monster. Yeah. yeah.
1: What Nicki did to Monster and Yeah, like whose song even is that? Kanye?
0: Yeah, it's Kanye's. Yeah.
1: Okay. Is Bottom whose song is Bottom's up? Try songs. Yeah. Bottoms song. up, bottoms and Nikki up. took that one over too.
0: That song was hot too. Oh yeah.
1: Now bottom's up and
0: Rest in peace to Anna Nicole Smith. Yes, my dear, you're so explosive. Say hi Rest in peace <laughs> to Anna Nicole Smith. Yes, my dear, you're so explosive. <laughs> insane hot, dude.
1: Insane to wish well wishes to Anna Nicole I, Smith. I, I was drinking
0: was UV hot. blue vodka to that shit in high school and... Ch- I'm chilling There is fun. nothing
1: crazier To me in the world Than her sitting down To write that verse And she said What do I put here and she goes Rest in peace Anna Nicole Smith
0: <laughs> I will say though On Monster Speaking of Rick Ross Bringing it back A little bit to Rick He says Well on every song He says And I love that <laughs> <laughs> He says Rick, But on Monster He says
2: it's your no good blood sucker.
0: Fat motherfucker. Now look who's in trouble as you run my That's
2: iconic. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fat motherfucker, no, gl- no good, blood sucker. And then he <laughs> says, look who's in trouble in that area.
2: Okay. Who is but, in trouble? The, the fat, fat motherfucker.
0: motherfucker I so I
1: thought he was saying, fat motherfucker here. Now you're now who's in trouble? You. Fat motherfucker.
0: Yeah. He, Rick Ross. Rick Ross has a ver. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Margaret
0: Thatcher. Your Majesty. He goes, Rick Ross. This is my impression of Rick Ross. (laughs) Your Majesty.
2: (laughs) Someone's been watching The Crown. Is Um, she in The Crown? Every episode
0: of every season I've seen. That's
2: uh Jillian Anderson plays her, right? Yeah. Okay. Hilarious. I'm caught up. I know. I've I've never watched the show.
0: Incredible. Hey. I want to ask you, Katie, before we talk about what's next on your record, um, I want to talk about what was on something that was on the original records. Um, Oh,
1: yeah, we have to show you something if that's okay.
0: They put on the original records this picture, (laughs) which is. And this will be
1: on the Instagram. (laughs) Um,
0: It's called. For any listeners who want to look it up before it's we get into demonstration it,
1: demonstration of licking, licking eating, and, eating drinking. and drinking. One of the images included on the original records is demonstration of licking, eating, and drinking.
0: The man in the center of the picture is a balding white man, and he appears to be eating a burnt grilled cheese
1: sandwich. Not only is he eating the sandwich burnt, but he's taken a bite. From one side, turned the sandwich 180 degrees, and taken a bite out of the other. Such a big bite.
0: The person to his right, our left, if you're viewing the picture, is licking an ice cream cone in a manner that can only be described as menacing.
1: menacing. If she were to pull the ice cream merely two inches closer to her face, it would be a perfectly normal way to eat eat ice cream
0: which is why i referred to it as menacing
1: i don't think it's menacing i think it's inconvenient she's sticking her tongue out so much further than she needs to
0: the man to his left our right if we're looking at the picture is drinking water out of a bong vase
1: he's drinking water in a way that can't be described as a demonstration it's a party trick
0: The man waterfalling the water into his mouth is wearing sunglasses, which has nothing to do with licking, eating, or drinking, so it seems to be just a stylistic choice on behalf of the team.
1: And the man with the sandwich. He's in a white button-up. Which, on its own, presents no issue. But it almost looks scientific, like a lab coat. Like what he's doing. Is an experiment.
0: If somebody had to play the man in the white shirt in a movie, I would personally pick Stanley Tucci, exactly the way he looked in The Lovely Bones.
1: What's troubling about this image is that it's deemed a demonstration. However, none of them are doing the thing they're meant to be doing the way they're meant to do it.
0: Also, if I was eating and two people gathered around me in this way and started doing what the people on the sides are doing... I would probably walk away. I don't know that this actually demonstrates how humans gather and consume.
1: Abnormal. They're all being abnormal.
0: Katie, what do you see in here?
2: The first thing that pops out to me is that this guy in the middle is eating a sandwich that has already been bitten into on the front side, and now he's... He's flipped the sandwich around and he's eating it from the other side, mm-hmm. which yes. is a very bizarre way to eat a sandwich. That's what's really sticking out to me.
0: He took a bite, flipped it, and now he's taking another bite from the other side. It's crazy.
1: I have a more romantic view, which is that he did like one of those things where someone's eating from the other side, like a rom- like a spaghetti. Oh, like uh, what's in that the movie? Trip.
0: Oh, they Lady in the Tramp. Lady in the yeah. Tramp did,
1: and they did it with a sandwich, and then he ripped it out of their mouth and finished it off.
0: Oh, that's kind of horny. <laughs> yeah, it
2: does look like. I want to like be clear. He's crazy not hot. Day
0: you say he might be gay,
1: Katie?
2: <laughs> no, he's at a crazy No, that's not day. what I said. I think... <laughs> I said, I think it was... It looks like it was a crazy day on that photo
1: shoot.
0: <laughs> like, I thought Shelby said, it looks like he did Lady in the Tramp with the sandwich. And Katie said, it does look like he might be gay. <laughs> and,
1: and and I think we can all agree, looking at the picture, there's nobody straighter on Earth. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look gay.
0: But I was willing to go that route
1: if that's what Katie wanted. <laughs> I wasn't. I was going to fight it.
2: Also, the guy who's demonstrating drinking is not drinking in a typical fashion. Yeah. Or
1: from
0: a typical cup. Vessel. Yeah. Yeah. He's drinking from a vase. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's drinking bong water and pouring it from far, far away. <laughs> He's like water <laughs> so falling gross. bong water. Yuck. That just made me actually think about gagging.
2: It's strange. I'm trying to think like an alien and just look at this, trying to remove all context.
0: If you're alien, Katie, what do you get from this? What do you think this says? There's
2: an energy to that. There's a sinister energy to this photo. It's kind of this a threat. Is, this is like if <laughs> this
1: <laughs> this is the the food version of an orgy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is a mukbang. <laughs>
2: no. Oh
1: my god. <laughs>
0: It's a mukbang, but the bang stands for these folks are about to bang.
1: She's licking, correct? I'll say that.
0: Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> is
2: that a woman? I thought it was a guy. I guess we. I haven't. I asked, guess it but... is a woman. I think it is a woman. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: that ice cream looks. But
2: dope. we're we're past gender at this point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I bet the aliens are way past gender, so they don't fucking care. They, they have so care. many
1: of them. They have so many genders there.
2: This picture, the, the composition of it is also just a disaster. <laughs> How do you mean? <laughs> like, the whole top half of the photo is empty. Like, like panned down a little. I mean, I guess you got to get that crazy vessel in the shot. But, like, why is the sandwich guy, like, so hunched over and low in the photo? This ice cream girl is almost completely out of frame. I don't know. It's just not a very good photo. And I don't like looking at it. Yeah.
0: Katie... The people in the picture. Fuck Mary Kill. Who do you got?
2: <laughs> oh my good God. Come I on, think now. I have my answer. Alright, I'm killing I'm killing Sandwich Guy. Yeah, easily. <laughs> easily. Easily. Yeah. I suppose I'm fucking the the water drinking guy because yes. he looks kind of freaky. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then I'll marry the ice cream lady.
1: Yeah cuz I feel like you can have a conversation with her. She's doing normal shit.
2: She seems the most normal, yeah. Yeah. I got to spend a life with you?
1: Well, I would
0: fuck ice cream lady cuz you could just see she's <laughs> well, she's a submissive. <laughs> she, well, she's she's not a she's I just think you see her licking the ice cream. It's kind of sexy. You start <laughs> thinking about other things that might go down if you guys were having sex. And then I'm going to marry sandwich guy because <laughs> he has he has like stable energy. He looks – if you take away the way he's eating the sandwich, you look at him and you you're go – You're looking
1: that's, in his eyes and you're saying that's stable energy?
0: I think this is a guy who has
1: a 401k
0: and huh. owns his house. Look at his
1: teeth. No. This is a guy that serves milkshakes to children.
0: <laughs> you, that's a legitimate occupation, but you made it sound so dirty. Because he
2: does it in the back. <laughs> <way. laughs> Look at his white button-up shirt. It's, yeah. it's this guy's a serial killer.
0: <laughs> but you guys have to understand. Something you, guys are re- something you guys are refusing to understand is. This picture was taken in the 1970s.
1: Yeah, and he
2: looks like a modern-day serial killer.
0: He does look a little bit like the Lovely Bones.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he's big Lovely Bones energy, definitely. Yeah, I'm not going to say the character's name. I'm
0: not going to say the guy from Lovely Bones. He looks like Lovely Bones.
1: (laughs) And the guy on the right is kind of like a Sasha Baron Cohen type.
0: Absolutely Borat vibes.
2: So you're killing him.
0: I kill Borat. (laughs) (laughs) i kill borat all right because there's just there's no defending the way that he's drinking
1: i think it might be like a culturally italian way to drink wine
2: yeah i think you're right about that actually if
0: it is cultural i pray to god it's italian and not (laughs) something else (laughs) because i've gone so negative on it now
2: no i'm pretty confident it's italian if That's it's anything, fine. it's Italian.
0: I can go negative on Italian. It's
1: like Italian or like maybe Greek.
2: It's a communal drinking technique so that your lips aren't touching the thing and you're spreading your germs to everyone. Which Yeah, there's a restaurant in Chicago that like,
1: some, some of the wealthier sales people I know used to go to and put it on their Instagram stories.
2: And, and they you would this. go
1: around and, and it would be, the server would have a pitcher of wine and just like pour it to your mouth. But it wasn't, see, this is kind of a loose stream. And the streams in these stories <laughs> on the Instagram were really sharp. <laughs> like thin, yeah. sharp, deliberate streams of wine.
0: When we stop this recording, I'm going to Google this and find out that this whole part's being cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out it's, it's going to be like a really important cultural touchstone <laughs> for somebody. And no. I'm going to have to delete this.
1: No, we're going to keep it.
0: Yeah, well, I, that's fine. I'll issue an apology. I'm <laughs> just saying, in this photo, it looks crazy. And it wouldn't be what I would think of as how humans take a drink, generally across the board. That's what I will say.
1: Yeah, and if you're demonstrating drinking, I think across all cultures, we have a very similar drinking style. Right. And this is not it. Right. There might be special occasion drinking styles that are different in Italy, but that's not if you say, this, get me a glass of water air. they're not getting a, a bong and pouring it from the, from the thingy. Right. Um, Katie, Yes, I have another question.
2: What else Please.
1: What else are you putting on the record?:
2: Okay, next, next record item. Let's talk about the before sunrise trilogy. Before okay. Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's one thing. It counts as one thing, I decided. Absolutely.
1: Yes.
2: It's a trilogy. A trilogy. One. Have you seen these movies? Um, in the past two days, I watched the first two. <gasps> Caleb?
0: I have not seen them.
2: Okay, well, then we have a good smattering of uh, experience with this trilogy. Yeah.
0: Because you're very familiar. Shelby's kind of. And I'm, I am represent I'm kind of, our listeners who haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, tell us about it. So, okay, um, the first movie takes place, directed by Richard Linklater, all three of them, starring Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, all three of them, and uh, the first one starts on a train in a country that I'm forgetting at the moment. They go to Vienna. Vienna. So, they're in Vienna and they meet on a train. Ethan Hawke is American. Julie Delpy is French, as they are in real life. (laughs) And uh, it's just sort of like a meandering, talky movie where they're walking through Vienna having just met and like getting to know each other and having a nice time. And uh, then the movie ends, and she's getting back on the train, and <clears throat> they're, I'm, I'm getting all <laughs> emotional. Katie's sobbing, by the way. Guys, you don't see it,
1: but there are <laughs> tears <laughs> streaming down her face. Two, she's using Tucci as a <laughs> tissue.
2: <laughs> they uh, decide that they're going to meet again. Like, they fall in love through the movie, you know, throughout this evening together, and they decide that they're going to meet right there again. Uh, six months from that moment, and they don't exchange phone numbers or anything. This is like 1994, I think, or three, the movie came out. 1994. Okay, so it's 94. So they're just giving each other's word that in six months they'll be on this platform again, meeting again, because they decide that they like kind of love each other. And then the second movie before Sunset came out in mm, 2003. Three, uh, two thousand three. So a full nine years later, starring the same people, and you pick up the story and find out that. Um, well, I don't want to ruin it for. Well, whatever. It's them meeting up again. Well,
1: and we're nine years in the future in the movie and in real life, which I think is very cool. Right.
0: Yeah, kind of boyhood vibes. Very cool.
2: <laughs> um so it's it's the first time they've seen each other again that's a spoiler but they haven't seen each other in the nine years and they meet up again and and it's another movie where they're just now they're in paris and they're walking around and talking about their lives and what's happened and uh then when did uh before midnight come out shelby 2014 i believe so that's uh another nine year. right that makes sense so another nine years you meet up with them again and see what they're up to again and they are gorgeous movies Um, Richard Linklater is, I just love him so much. I think he makes incredible movies and has incredible insight into the, uh, human condition and all that kind of stuff. And I think on a practical level, like giving that trilogy of movies to aliens, they can see how humans age and what humans look like because you're looking at the same two people, um, over, how many years is that? A lot, 94 to 2014. Well, and also you're
1: getting to see like the way their opinions change over time too, because they're so young in the first one and they're talking from that perspective. And I guess I don't know about the third, but in the second, they're even like, like they say something about like, isn't it crazy that at the time every sexual experience was like an event and now it's like, I don't care. <laughs> like A sexual mm-hmm. experience. And it's like that, from someone who's, like, understanding humanity is so cool. Mm-hmm. It shows, like, just the way that human life evolves and, like, changes and turns.
2: hmm hmm I saw Before Sunrise, like, the day after I graduated from college. So I basically was their age when that movie happens, and I was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. It means so much to me. Everything they're saying I relate to so much. And then you watch the same movies... I watch them a lot. I watch them maybe like once a year. You see how you start to relate to the older versions of them as you get older.
0: I I represent the listeners who haven't seen it. And I'm wondering as a review from someone who knows it really well, if I'm somebody who hypothetically um, gets <laughs> devastated by being reminded of the passage of time and human mortality (laughs) in general, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I know people who are, I'm very cool. You love
1: aging. You're actually excited about it.
0: Right. I have no fears about the way that time takes us. Is this going to be beautiful or sad or both?
2: It's beautiful and sad. It's both. I mean, Uh, it's really a gut. The second one in particular is kind of a gut punch because you're, you're seeing these people uh, again for the first time in nine years and they're seeing each other for the first time. And think about when you meet up with a friend that like you haven't seen since college and you start and you're like, how are you? And they're, and you're like, great. And then, but if you spent like six hours together by the end of those six hours, you'd be like, well, actually like, this person died and I... Right. You see them, like, settle into the realities of their lives. I mean, it's just so brilliant the way that they've structured that second movie where it does start with that, like, well, tell me everything good that's going on. And, you know, they're, like, basically lying to each other. And then it all sort of comes out in this big, like, emotional scene that both of them aren't doing that great. Yeah. And and just thinking back to that experience that they had, which was so rare... And there's something they say in that second movie that always hits me. Sorry, Caleb, if you start crying right now just by (laughs) me mentioning it. (laughs) And I will. But they, uh, I I forget who says it, but one of them says something like, I guess when you're young, just believe there'll be many people with whom you connect with. Later in life you realize it only happens a few
0: times. Yeah, and you can screw it up, you know, misconnect
2: the world just seems so open to you and you're so open and want to connect with people that you think your whole life will be filled with just meeting special people and making these connections and then you get older and you realize that that only happens a few times and it's like they're right, realizing we're having fun. That they kind of <laughs> they like missed out on this connection When they were younger because they didn't meet up again on the train platform and it's like damn we should have like taken advantage of that because this kind of thing doesn't happen all that often so it's all discussions like that i mean it's like relatable because it's not it's not so cinematic where it's also paired with like someone dying in a car crash and then oh it's uh, there's no like melodrama it's truly just long conversation yeah it's like kind of devastating but you're just like in these conversations with them so it's like digestible but uh, you've got to watch these films, dude. I, and I will. And with I will. the aliens. I think
1: also something that I think particularly you would like about it, Caleb, is that you are, you've talked about before, like, the charm of, like, su- having a really nice interaction with someone in passing in it. Mm. And then just being like, that was really nice. Yeah. Is that they had that for, like, a very, I mean, it was sustained. I think you're usually talking about it as, like, a nice interaction with someone on the bus but like right. obviously this sustains through an, a night but then once they don't meet up on the train there's kind of an expectation at least does un- hit well in both of their minds event is that they will never see each other again after that like that's just it right but they still had like this like incredible and then they do end up seeing each other again that's crazy
0: yeah i mean it's it is that thing that's like beautiful and deeply sad it's it's one of those feelings that I wish I had never learned there were words for like we used to just have feelings, <laughs> but now every two months, everyone gets you know people get get online and tell us, oh you know I live in Brussels and we call this kerf- <laughs> doof. and it's like well, <laughs> I you know I felt unique, um, but yeah it feels like that. Um, we <laughs> need to ask Katie what
1: one more thing. You
0: would delete. delete it. What is one thing in all of human existence that you would delete from the records entirely and before you tell us, we need to tell you
1: it doesn't have to be like the really big things like war, war or
0: famine, famine or, or like poverty uh, climate change because we, know. we
2: are we aren't wanting that either
0: yeah. So you can just make it something else. All
2: right. I mean, I have something in mind. I have a feeling maybe one of your past guests has said it because I think we all agree that this thing needs to go away. I just, I think maybe you've probably discussed this before, but my thing that I'm deleting is Twitter.
0: No! No. (laughs) Nobody's said it yet, babe. And it's brave to say it. It is
2: brave. Go on. Twitter is... uh, uh, (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just bad news. And I say that as someone that is on Twitter, like nine hours a day, and I've, I've uh, built a career basically off of my Twitter, but I'm, I'm really realizing the toll that it's taken on my life in that every detail of every bad thing that is occurring all the time, every second is available to me like this. And That has Mm -hmm. really, um, we all know, it's really bad for your mental health and has caused the downfall of American society, like Donald Trump on Twitter. I I mean, it's all just so fucking deranged. Like, I, I just started to think about what a world would be like without Twitter, and it sounds really great. We'd have to just get our news from various sources so that, I don't know, maybe things could be more reputable because there you have to like learn about certain things from different types of places and you know donald trump has if he wants to declare nuclear war on someone he has to get on tv and do it he can't just pop off a tweet don't make it so easy for him
1: you have to call a news team And wait for them to arrive.
2: Yeah, get them in here, get the cameras. I'm going to write up the thing, put it on the teleprompter. And then they have to choose to broadcast it. Yeah.
0: It's really interesting, though, Katie, the angle, because you and I have a very similar angle on it, and uh, Shelby too, that as creatives, it's like getting attention on Twitter took my career overnight. What I could have spent 10 more years trying to get Mm-hmm. um to no avail. Like if I was just doing stand up and sketch live in Chicago, it's great and it's fun, but Twitter really does get you access to things that you wouldn't otherwise have. And it's right. Nuts, because then in that way, it becomes currency for you to be on top of all the horrible things that are happening and have something to say about them. And so it makes it valuable. It makes it life-sustaining. It determines whether or not you can pay your rent if you're (laughs) up on all of this shit. But then as an artist, you're like, I don't want to make a video today or i don't want to <laughs> as a mm-hmm. human being read that uh the worst person in the world uh just made another billion dollars or whatever but you have to to some extent until you make enough money or success or whatever it is to bow out of it all you know what i mean
2: yeah it's a horrible position to be put in <laughs> yeah it's awful it's horrible. horrible
0: but then Katie, we became friends through Twitter. I
2: know. And many of my friends have come through Twitter. So I I, obviously I know that this isn't going to happen. So I feel safe just putting it out there that I I would like to see a society exist without Twitter. I think it would be interesting. You guys became friends. Caleb and I became enemies through Twitter.
0: Yeah, we became friends and Shelby and I became enemies. Well,
2: because you were tweeting all that shit about her.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You hate when that happens.
1: I was doing one of those things where someone searches a name and then every bad thing they could have said, but I just searched my name instead.
0: Right. They're like, mm-hmm. They were searching, like, <laughs> at Shelby Wolstein wants to kill poor people, and then <laughs> yeah, they were finding yeah. stuff where you said, I want yeah. to kill poor people. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. When someone gets canceled, like this thing that just happened with Bean Dad yesterday, do you guys go and look in your Twitter to make sure that you have never said anything? Like, I, like I know that I've never said anything, like, overtly racist or, hor- like, I just know that I haven't because I'm not like that i don't say like like dangerous things on my twitter it's just not my brand but uh, but i do even so like i have this thing of like oh someone said something bad about jewish people so then i like look to see what i've said about jewish people what the fuck have on you said my about jewish twitter people? <laughs> nothing i looked it up i haven't said anything about jewish
1: people um no i joined twitter so late i mean i guess i joined in like 2000 maybe 11 but i didn't start tweeting until like a year ago mm. so that's good i'm not worried about it (laughs) there's there can't be anything on there
0: my big fear with that stuff is well first of all i don't worry about getting canceled really because i just don't i we don't have to get into all that but i don't worry about it that much but i will say i search keywords around certain things katie like you were saying when when it comes up because not because i've ever tweeted something like insanely out of pocket about any group but because we've evolved so much on certain things that i look back to things yeah i tweeted when i was you know I've been tweeting since 2009. I was like 15. And (laughs) I said shit that now I'm like, even I was poor, but I said shit about like working class people, which is a group I'm a part of that. I look back now and I'm like, Oh, we don't talk that way anymore you know yeah. yeah that stuff gives me pause
2: it's the it's the evolution of the way that we talk that you just gotta ch- i mean yeah i've been tweeting since 2009 too and i was a bit older thanks for reminding me how old i am <laughs> i knew it uh,
0: i knew you were gonna I'm- get i knew you were gonna <laughs> rake me over the coals for that
2: <laughs> well i'm like i'm like eight years older than you it makes me feel bad uh no it doesn't um i love our ages i, I love too. our ages and what they mean to each other i love our ages and i hope they never change i'm addicted to yeah. our ages <laughs> uh but yeah you just gotta go back and just like do a little vibe check sometimes make sure you're all good because you wouldn't want a bean dad to happen to you Ooh, yeah no one's gonna look at my facebook but like I was using Facebook as
1: texts like those were pri- those were wall to walls, uh-huh. but they were private conversations. And I was I mean, I was saying like, that's so gay. And also being like, lol, kill yourself. But like, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> at the time, it was like people were talking that way. And now I'm like, yikes, absolutely Which, like, delete.
0: Hey, even today, <laughs> some people are gay. And sometimes you do want to kill yourself. It's like, these things exist in the world. This isn't untrue.
1: Okay, I'll undelete them.
0: Yeah, I'll repost them. <laughs> Katie, what did we not get to? We have a couple seconds to round up anything you didn't say.
2: Uh, my my final item, which we can just talk about quickly, is I wanted to include some paparazzi photos because oh, man. yes, I, I think I would... I would want it to include a sort of um, explainer at the top, which is like, (laughs) these are the people that we idolized and we loved them so much that we had to like follow them around and take pictures of all the human things that they were doing. But I, but I, I want these paparazzi photos that are very human moments. So like a stars, they're just like us. Exactly. Like rip those pages from us weekly. But the the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> so uh, many paparazzi ones. photos recently. It just in a in one snapshot, I think so much emotion is expressed, so much humanity.
0: Jonah Hill dropping the coffee. Yeah.
2: Oh my God! It's the best photo. That's it's the one best. where it's hovering. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's brilliant. That, that is, is the best picture photo.
0: ever taken. That should be
1: National Geographic's photo of the year for whatever year it was taken. Yes, I believe that. I think
2: it was 2019, so, yeah, let's do it. Let's call them. Retroactive. Um, There's photos of Kirsten Dunst and Jake Gyllenhaal eating lunch together, and (laughs) she's, like, stuffing spinach in her face with her fingers, and then she's, like, feeding food to Jake, and I I don't know. It's very beautiful. What about the... the
1: Megan Trainer and the Spy Kids guy leaving a sh- sex shop picture. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I, no, that I do not. Really, know what there's you're a talking about. picture of Megan Trainer and the kid from Spy Kids. Her husband now, I believe. He's no longer a kid. Yeah, yeah, he's an adult now. <laughs> Unfortunately for
0: him, he has aged.
1: But the kid the currently Butterfingers from Spy Kids and Megan Trainer leaving a sex shop with just like a bag of dildos and
0: good for them
2: that's sick and people really publicized it my big one is um the paparazzi photos of nicole kidman leaving her divorce proceedings uh with tom cruise i almost said tom hanks she it's nicole kidman walking out and just like she like has her arms sort of like out by her sides and she's like breathing in the air and the sun is hitting her face and you see the Insane amount of relief that she feels having left this building. And it's just like, it's so powerful that I think, much like that photo you guys brought up of uh, people eating and drinking to show, like, I think that that just is such a perfect snapshot of like a human emotion. A lot of my stuff, I, I guess all of my stuff has to do with like human emotion. And I think that that's just like the perfect boom. Yeah. You can feel that photo when you look at
0: it. Yeah. It's so rare to feel that kind of joy and release. I can almost tell you how often they fought based yeah. on <laughs> just that picture. It's so delightful. Katie, thank you so much for doing this.
2: Thank you guys so so much for having me, Katie. Thank I don't you know why so much, so weird. much, oh my god, so oh, much, so much. Thank you so you much, guys. Thank
0: you. We literally think the world of you. We think you're so funny, so, so smart.
2: Funny. Oh my god, no, you guys are so funny. No, funny. no, you're so. <laughs> yeah, I start going very southern. No, yeah. no. Was like, y'all so funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Katie. It's too bad. You have to, to um, die. die now. We kill all of our guests.
2: Oh, no. You guys didn't mention that <laughs>
0: up top. Well, yeah, because no one would do it, babe.
2: Is someone in here now? Is someone yes. Look behind you! <laughs> oh. Who is it? Wait, who's killing me? You at least sent someone cool to kill me, right? It's yeah. Skeeter
0: Ulrich. <laughs> or Skeet Ulrich.
2: <laughs> Skeeter Ulrich. <laughs> like, he's going to do it the way he did it in the movie.
1: Yeah, and scream. But And he's and young. Scream. It's young Skeetle Rich. Hot Skeetle Rich. Okay, that's fine. Young Skater. Skeetle Rich.
2: Okay, come here. Kill me. <laughs> let's do it.
1: <laughs> that was a Hidgum original.